And we're live. Welcome to Screencast. You are now watching Kind of Funny's only entertainment podcast where we discuss all entertainment news, TV shows, streaming services, and movies. Uh, we record the show live every week at 11 a.m. on whatever day works. <laughs> and then we post it on youtube.com slash kind of funny and all of your favorite podcast services. Uh, today, I am your host, Joey Noel, and I'm joined by Kevin Big Dog Coelho. Oh, wow. And the Chicken Wing King, Greg Miller. Hello, Josephine. It's good Hello. to be here. Glad to have you. It's always a special treat when we get you on screen. I know, I know, I know. It's super rare. I'm excited to be here. I know. And just for you today, we have some particular DC news that we want to talk about. But we'll what get to that next. happen yeah. now? I know. Um, today, our Patreon producers are Mohammed Mohammed and Al Tribesman. Can any of you do the predator noise? <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Danny boy, Danny boy. Nailed it. Uh, and then for some housekeeping, uh, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash store and check out some of our new things that we have. It's a little bit cold in San Francisco today. It's real cloudy. Chilly. Uh, so we've got the PSI Love You sweater um, and then our Super Porty shirt. We have some mm-hmm. new things in the works that should hopefully be up in the next little bit that I think you guys are going to be really excited about. Um, and then this month and for the next two months our patreon platinum tiers are going to be these really cool ugh, cyberpunk prints that are oh like, similar Print? to the spider man ones right that is correct this is the one for this month this is one with greg and andy that's me be going out in this month um so if you do it for the whole that quarter, is something we'll special. get all five of them um yeah they're really cool they look really cool in person and i'm excited about it um and then today our show is brought to you by manscaped but we're going to talk about that later. Um, The first piece of news I want to talk about is that we are getting a companion TV series for the Batman. Ooh. (laughs) Um, So Nelly Andreva at Deadline writes, HBO Max has given a series commitment to an original DC drama set in the Gotham City Police Department for Matt Reeves and then Boardwalk Empire creator Terrace Winter. Um. It's going to be written by Winter, and it's set in the world, obviously, that Reeves is creating for the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. And it's going to look at the corruption in Gotham City. Uh, It's rotten to its core. Yeah. Um, And then it's going to establish the world, establish the movie, and further explore the myriad complex characters of Gotham. Excitement levels for this? Interest levels for this? I'll believe it when I see it. How many times have I been sold a line of bullshit about DC? And I'm not even talking about the DCU, Joey. I'm talking about growing up, be, reading Wizard Magazine, being excited for the next DC movie or whatever. This sounds too ambitious. It sounds like they wouldn't be able to get Commissioner Gordon and Jeffrey Wright himself to come actually be part of this thing on a regular basis. It Whenever you take something from a movie and i'm no i'm painting with a broad brush and try to make it into a show like ugh, all right like is this actually gonna is it gonna be agents of shield and have no consequence and just be blinked out of existence eventually and nobody gives a shit about it or is it gonna be something that matters as usual i think dc cart in front of the horse on this one just get the fucking movie out is the movie <laughs> gonna be good can we let the man for the movie decide if we need a, a gcpd show yeah i guess it does yeah is anybody gonna care about this show if the movie's not that great like it seems, but also I wonder how much the movie is gonna center on the GCPD. Like, what role will they play in, like, right? Because they imagine the hope is you watch this movie and you're like, oh, I wish I knew more about the Gotham City Police. That's what, yeah, you'd want them to think, but right? I just, yeah, I like 
traditionally Batman has had a relationship with the cops, but it was always like in in most mediums that I've seen it, it was tangential and mostly with uh, what's his face, Gordon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I I'd be interested to see if like afterwards we're like, oh, Gordon was so cool. I wish we could have more of that. But like yeah, that it, seems very far away from where we are at this moment, and yeah. uh, it's a bold move. The thing about it, like, there's a couple different things going on that give you, me a little bit of hope, right? In the fact that, of course, if you remember uh, Gotham Central, a uh, comic book series done by Ed Brubaker, that was awesome and was about the GCPD. Again, they had Gordon able to be in there, but when you have people like Rene Montoya, right, and you can have obviously superheroes and Cape Crusaders and bad guys pop up in it. Uh, you can do interesting stuff with it. It's just like we just had the Gotham show that either you cared about or you didn't care about. It went on for a long time, right? It went on for a long time. Four seasons maybe? Something like that. The hope here though is that as usual, DC EU stuff just seems to be trying to, you know, half-ass what Marvel does. So putting it – it's an HBO Max thing. Okay. You know, maybe they, they have – you know, they're throwing how, how – what was it? $30 million behind uh, Zack Snyder to finish his project. Like, okay, maybe there's a budget for it. Maybe you can get Jeffrey Wright to pop in in more than a few episodes. Maybe you can get Pattinson to pop in for a cameo here or there, and you can actually do something interesting with it. But you're trying to go out there again and swing against Disney Plus, right, with – WandaVision with uh, uh, Bucky and uh, 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 Falcon, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, the Falcon Winter Soldier stuff. Like, those all sound awesome. Those, as usual, are characters we've known for like a decade now. For DC, as usual, <laughs> to be like, hey, you don't know if any of this is good yet, but we're giving you more. It's like, all right, like, I, whatever. It can go either way. And again, I'll believe when I actually see it. Uh, yeah. What's going on with the DC streaming service? Is it still a thing? DC Universe? Yeah, it's still a thing. Yeah. They got rid of the DC Daily stuff. Like, they're no longer doing the the Harley Quinn Smith show. And, uh, well, there was a bunch of other people on it, but she was on it. Amy was on it. A bunch of those people. That, that's that got that's been sunset. Which it, doesn't give me hope for the entire thing because I don't understand why it's not rolled in. If you get rid of that, which was, like, their daily broadcast, like, right. we're making YouTube content for the, for this service, why not just take all that content and put it on HBO Max? You've already started. There's I already a lot of DC stuff on there. that that was going to happen. Well, that was the thing. Uh, you know that I'm not the biggest entertainment guy, but I keep my ear to the ground on DC stuff. That was the I had heard it in the run up to it that they didn't understand fully what they were going right. to do with it, and then the messaging was mixed and weird when they put it out. And I think them stopping DC Daily or what I think that's what it's called too. I might be speaking out of turn, but stopping that I think is the first nail in the coffin for that to go away. Yeah, this which is I'm also- excited about because when I, I went and did an episode of it, by the way, that like they never told me when was going to air and never told me to promote <laughs> it. And like months later, I asked somebody, I was like, hey, did that ever go up? They're like, yeah, like a week later. I was like, all right, whatever. But I got to take a whole bunch of fucking photos of props on set, like uh, the the Zack Snyder kryptonite in the glass thing that Jesse Eisenberg had, the Smallville sign, all the shit. I took all these photos and then, then the guy was like, oh, yeah, great. And then somebody came over and talked to him and he came over. He's like, oh, it turns out we, you can't use any of those photos ever. What? I was like, what the fuck? Ever? Why? <laughs> Why do you let me take Wait, all photos? Ever, it's, though? it's your set. It's props. And he's like, oh, man, it's just what they're saying from up high. And I'm like, all right, I can wait you up. I'll wait for this company to go out of business and then I can just do it. <laughs> I like it looks the like idea. my day is coming. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, dude. So- Disney Universe announces it closes and Greg being like, hey, man, it's a sad day. But here, look at all these cool photos. Mm-hmm. Here are all these pictures. You Sad to see you go. But here's a bunch of cool photos I got to take on set. So I do feel like this might actually happen just because it's the first project for Matt Reeves under his new um, like deal that he has with the Warner Brothers television group. So I feel like if it's the first deal that they've signed him with, that they kind of have to 
do it. I don't know. I feel well, like that's a great point. And like, it's interesting, you know, I, I listen to you, but then I'm looking at this USA Today thing and they're talking about they've already ordered us. They've given a serious commitment to it. That sounds more official than like the normal bullshit. And yeah, you're right. If like, I'm sure at this point they just want to keep Matt Reeves happy. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? After all the Even drama and bullshit. A one-off like season of it. Yeah. Maybe it'll happen. Yeah. And, that, and that's the other thing too. Like, I think of it as something like Gotham, which didn't interest me because I don't have time for 22 episodes of Batman not being Batman and these cool origin stories. I, I gave up on, I think it was episode three of uh, Gotham when they were like, they introduced that they was gonna they were trying to make a uh, balloon man serious, and I was like, "All right, I gotta go. I don't have time for this. Sorry, everybody." And so, like, I understand that it got cool and the Joker stuff was neat and yada yada yada. But like, if this is going to be, yeah, we're doing a full series commitment of Gotham Central, right, or you know whatever they're calling it. And guess what? It is six episodes, and it is that we got Jeffrey Wright for three of them or whatever he needs to be in it, and it actually does feel like part of the universe. Awesome. My concern is it just not feeling like part of the universe, but. Like you said, having Matt Reeves involved, having all these people in there. And of course, like, yeah, yeah. And Boardwalk Empire creator Terrence Winter. That's all. That is awesome. That is really cool. Oh, sounds good. But so many of these projects sound good right off the bat. Exactly. And kind of fall apart. Exactly. It, the only thing that this kind of reminds me of is the Continental Hotel series that we're supposed to be getting out of like the John Wick universe. But they also announced that after like the second or third movie. So they knew that people cared about that aspect of those. Yeah. Of like, oh, this cool hotel where all of these weird assassin killer people hang out. But I feel like the difference there is that. Um... It's funny because I was going to say that, like, the, the uh, uh, what is it, the John Wick has, like, an established feeling to the, like, the the, sh- the movies, right? Where it's like, yeah. if you can do that on um, a show scale, like, that could work. But, like, like Batman should too, but it doesn't just because <laughs> there's been so many different attempts at doing stuff where it's like, what will it be? Will it be like Nolan? Will it be like Gotham the show? It, there's just so many things that I feel like people don't have any expectations. And I feel like that trickles down to like the, the people making it don't necessarily, you know, I don't know how long their commitment is for it. But, you know, this Matt Reeves thing is like, that's cool. Like uh, what Danny Villeneuve's also doing a show for Dune. Um, yeah. So I like the idea of like one creator doing a movie and also a companion show. I think that's really cool. And I kind of hope that that develops out because there's so many times where I'm watching something and I'm like, oh, I wish there was a little bit more of this universe. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, I I hope we get there with this. I hope that this Batman movie comes out and everyone's (laughs) like, huh, that's cool. And then we get a little bit more and it's like, oh, what a cool companion thing to go with it that adds to the lore, which... Batman has a lot of lore that they could pull from, you know? Totally. Speaking of more Batman lore, it looks like Joel Schumacher did do a darker, longer Batman Forever cut. And since uh, his death a few weeks ago, it's brought up the conversation of will we ever see that? I also think that this probably has to do a little bit with all of the reshoots that we're getting for the Snyder cut. But Variety's confirmed that with a source close to the movie that Schumacher did assemble a longer cut of Batman Forever that was much darker in nature. It opens with a sequence involving uh, Two-Face, which is Tommy Lee Jones, uh, escaping from Arkham Asylum and then a lot more with the Riddler in the Batcave. Um, And then like a lot of emotional and psychological issues from Bruce Wayne and how he decided to become Batman. Interesting. I don't think, obviously, like, because 
Joel Schumacher's past, we're not going to get like some crazy um, reshoot that we did. But I think that there's like maybe a chance that we get That's this. That's why like you, a... you don't think there'll be a reshoot. They're like, bring your 80 year old ass in here and pretend to be young again. Jim isn't doing anything else right now. He's just writing these like weird memoir books. He's being an artist, right? Didn't he become like a painter or something, Jim Carrey? I think so. I'm Jim, oh no, yeah, HBO did a whole documentary, or somebody did a whole documentary on him and how he left Hollywood to be a painter, and then like at the docu- end of the documentary, he came back. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, this the, is like a cool thing until you came right back. Not, that, I mean, do what you want to do, oh, whatever. His paintings are interesting. I want to see now. Um, anyways, I think it'd be cool if we would get. I don't know. This is the kind of stuff I like for extra stuff on DVDs. Of like, yeah, show us like this all these weird scenes yeah. um, from this movie that got cut. I don't know. I, I mean, like, yeah, totally. I want that 100%. And, like, don't for a second think that, like, that's not a real possibility. Because, again, yeah, with your point of, like, so much money going into the Snyder Cut, so much uh, uh, fandom behind the Snyder Cut, that if that comes out and does hit and does, like, move the needle for HBO Max and subs, I get, I would think for 100% they'd be like, holy fuck, this is awesome. What else do we have? And, like, this isn't even... This doesn't even sound like the Snyder Cut where he was pulled off, effects weren't yeah. finished, yada, yada, yada. This is a, what, 40-minute longer version of Batman Forever. And it's like, yeah, why not? Let's see what that fucking weird-ass movie is. It was already weird. Let's see what it looks like with <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones and fucking Arkham and Batman even crazier. Why not? Let's see it. Yeah, 170 minutes. It's wild to think that they are putting the whole budget of La La Land into Justice League. And it's going to pay off. Okay. Sure. <laughs> you see that dark side? You see those dark side images? Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me right now? You see Wonder Woman looking at the dark side painting? Come on. You're so, so much better than Come on. You, you, you're better than that. I'll tell you what, guys. Here's man, the I... thing. Wait, no. Here's the thing. You keep talking about how D- or, uh, DC keeps screwing you over with the, these, uh, right. uh, what is it? The the magazine Movie? you like? TV shows. Yeah. Wizard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Wizard. It, you're letting it happen again. <laughs> Don't. But here's the thing. Don't. Is now it. expectations are so low. This is their but chance. But they're to not. The Yours are uh, so high. You know, you remember how everybody hated Ezra Miller's The Flash, right? And like Ezra Miller might be a woman beater. I forget what that was, where he pushed oh, that it? woman down. You see this video? It was fucking horrific, no, right? Like no, she choke slammed this fan or whatever, but she was laughing. <laughs> this is months ago now. This is months ago now. Oh, and everybody's like, wait, was this a thing or not? And they, they look at, they never say anything about it, just went away. Uh, however, everybody hates Ezra Miller, right? And The Flash and all that jazz. Pretty stoked now that Michael Keaton's back, aren't you? Fuck yeah, let's go. Let's see what the Flashpoint movie's all about all of a sudden. I don't care. Saw um, people trying to sell the Cyborg shirt over the weekend. Borg life, because he's got a bigger part in Justice League. You know I thought about buying it, but I hate that. I don't, I don't know. I won't do it, but I thought about it. You're such an interesting mix of very excited for this and zero expectations. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I mean, again, Justice League is going to be great. It can't be worse than the Justice League we got. But it period, can. End of statement. It, it can't be. I think it can. It it really can. That's how much I hated the other Justice League. That this one can't be worse. I'm telling you, it cannot be worse for Greg Miller. I don't know about it for all of you. I, I'm I don't sure know that it can, anymore. though. You know what I mean? I'm sure that it can. Like if they get dark side, and it's like that. That's not your dark side. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I just don't want you to get hurt. I'm scared well, for you. Kevin's trying to protect you, know I mean? you, clearly. I can't be hurt anymore. You know what I mean? Let's go on to our last news story of the day. I don't know, really, if any of you care. Kevin, do you care about Tron 3? Uh, I'm or Do you interested. care about Tron? I guess I, well, so I like Tron. I like Tron a lot. I thought it looked really cool. The story was fine. It was whatever. It does end on a cliffhanger where you're like, all right, that's a big jump to go. Like, yeah. Do you guys remember how it ends? 
No. One of the programs who was created, she was essentially an AI created by another program instead of by a person. Okay. Um, she gets out into the real world. She escapes. And it's like, whoa, what does this mean? What's going to happen now? What does this mean? Well, that ties in to their title, loosely once called Tron Ascension. Um, A Disney music executive, Mitchell Lieb, was on the Light the Fuse podcast. I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. Um, Saying that they have a script. I mean, a really phenomenal script that we're excited about. Whereas the timing wasn't right to have it done years ago, I think we feel the timing is right now, and I feel like we've learned a lot of lessons from the last movie. Um, it is being considered for Disney Plus, which mm-hmm. I think could be interesting. I um, my only worry there is the effects won't, the budget for the effects won't be where they sh- it should be. Like yeah. I want this movie to look amazing. In fact, I might watch <laughs> Tron Legacy after uh, like this show is done. Just because I got the lighting all set up, and I think it'll look really cool on that awesome TV over here. Uh, Tron Legacy cost $170 million to make in 2010, compared to budgets for Disney Plus movies like Timmy Failure, which was $42 million, Lady and the Tramp, which was $60 million, and Togo, which was $40. So it tops out at $60, which is less than half of what it was. And then Artemis Fowl, which was originally supposed to release in theaters, but ended up coming out on Disney Plus, was... 125 million so we'll see if that happens and then at one point also jared leto was attached to star in tron 3 but yeah uh i know right i feel like you can't hold somebody that long yeah but contracts are weird you know yeah yes greg Thank you very much. Greg Miller, kind of funny.com. Uh, was Artemis Fowl good? No. I saw I see it all the time. Okay, <laughs> I, I watched are. the first 30 minutes of it. It's not that it was bad. It's just a kid's movie. Like, not a kid's movie that can, like, the adults will enjoy, too. It's... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It just puts no, me no, to I, sleep. I Googled it. it. I'm sleep. sorry. I'm sorry. This isn't the movie I'm thinking of. What's the what one with? It's like we. It's like we watched uh, a Bad Times the El Camino Royale, right? And we had yep. a great time with that movie. And then there's a no, very similar one with Jodie Foster and a bunch of other people in a similar thing. What's that one called? Artemis. No, oh, Hotel Artemis. Yeah, how's that? I one? See confusion. There. That one's really good. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Joey didn't like. Uh... Bad times. But Nick, is, time. I mean, I don't know that this gives it much credibility, but Nick and I both liked Hotel Artemis. Yeah, Nick's real bad judgment. On, on, <gasps> no, see, here's that oh, was the I problem see. with me is that I, I, Joey, I know had been super excited for bad times at the El Camino Royale. Hello, whatever the fuck. <laughs> it. And so, like, I had been excited for it. I had been excited for it. It looked like my kind of movie. And then Joey went and saw it as a screen bro does. And then she came back and she's like, it's no good. I was like, fuck. And so, you know, jump to quarantine when you're just desperate for anything other than talking to each other. We put it on. I was like, this movie's fucking great. I don't know if I can trust Joey anymore. I think that the trailer just it's if they had cut a trailer for them, they made it seem like it was going to come together in a totally different way that everybody was in on this thing. And that's just I'm glad they did it. I like I like being kept on my toes. I think Joey's right. The trailer was totally different. But I also what it, what actually came out of it was one of those things where I was watching it and I was like, this is fucking crazy. This is rad. I'm, I'm having a blast. Who is this Bellman? You know? What's mm-hmm. his deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fun I stuff. liked the individual like pieces of it. I just didn't like how it came together. Mm-hmm. That's clear, Joey. Hotel That's Artemis, very, very similar to the Continental kind of vibe of John Wick. 
But it's it's that gets approval. That's a screen yeah. bros approval. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna put that on the thing. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, out of that, I'm I'm introducing some new segments. These are things Ooh. that it's this first one is called exciting things to look out for, which is essentially like news stories that I don't think are worth like really talking about, but sure. are like sure. exciting. I like this a lot, Joey. This is a great idea. Thank you. Um, so. Director Lee Wannell, who directed The Invisible Man that came out this year, mm-hmm. which is really good, and you should go see it. If it's you not good. Have it. it is what? good. It's not. It's not really Kevin good. It's like fine. It? No, I didn't like it. My my problem. That's my shocking. only. I liked it. We my only problem it. with it was is that one and only Tim Gettys came in and did his dude. It's so and like he made it sound like it was gonna have this crazy ass twist ending. And I watched the entire thing. I was like, oh, well, I thought this is where it's gonna go. It's a good movie. <laughs> But like you're waiting for like oh my god it was all in her head or some shit. I think that's like, also you know, my problem where Tim like we all came out of it and Tim, Tim was like it was the best movie I've seen all year and it's like dude just watch the gentleman you know what I mean oh, and then the you watch the gentleman and maybe change his tune. Um. Anyways, so that director is in talks to direct Ryan Gosling's The Wolfman, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. a movie that is kind of, like obviously the dark dark pictures dark, dark universe. Yeah. Dark Universe, there we go. Yeah. Um, it's kind of not a thing anymore, but they're still trying to greenlight some of the projects within it. I don't know. A Wolfman movie but with this Ryan one was Gosling never connected to that universe, though, right? I, I think, think it, it was. was. Not the Ryan Gosling version, though, right? Yeah. Really? I'm re- I, I, I don't know that they had anyone picked for that role at that time because he wasn't in the group photo. Remember the group photo they did for the Dark yeah, Universe? Yeah, exactly. That was so sad. <laughs> the Universal yeah. had originally planned on creating an interconnected universe with its vast catalog of monster movies, but after Tom Cruise's The Money Mummy underperformed, the studio opted to move forward with uh, filmmaker-driven projects based on the monster's legacies. Okay, so yeah, because yeah, the Variety article here opens with months after Universal successfully relaunched its monster universe with Elizabeth Moss as the Invisible Man. The studio is pushing for so it's not. This isn't a universe anymore. It could oh, wait, be obviously. Invisible Man more, was part of that universe. Yeah. No, no, no. Relaunched, relaunched its monster universe. I don't. So I, mean, I don't think. I'm him and the point. mummy could have been friends. Yeah, it could have been a whole thing. Huh. But now I think it's n- not. Yeah, I don't think. I, I think it's just them doing stuff. The new approach was to put on display this weekend with us. Because then they're just using the names. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they yeah. they own these monster men, right? <laughs> Filmmaker-driven project based on the monster's legacies, but not interconnected anymore. Because, like, if Wolfman is just about some dude that lives in the wild with wolves, no, he's gonna turn into the Wolfman. Do you not Why? know what <laughs> Wolfman is? About? But Invisible Man, like, he like he has an invisible like tech suit. He's not like. Well, I don't think he's gonna the, be a. I don't. I hear you. Okay, I agree. Invisible okay. forever. I table my. You're right. I table my thing. Thank you. I, he's not going to. Maybe Joey, he won't be as traditional point, of a Kevin. wolfman. Okay, one point for Kevin. Please write it on your wall in the back. There, just write it with a oh, permanent a marker. I, no, not the, Tim will not sorry. like that. Don't do that. He'll never know. He never comes in here. He never. Yeah, he'll never know. Never. <laughs> right. uh, so that's the first thing. Uh, second thing. Jude I'm stoked about that. I love monster movies, and I love Ryan Gosling, and I, I'd like to see Ryan. I hope it is more of a traditional. He becomes the Wolfman because I we love a good werewolf so movie. Cool. So you agree? You wouldn't want to see him be just some like. Dude that lives in the wilds with wolves. 
I here's what I'll I but will you say. You can see it going un, that way, right? Unequivocally, if this movie comes out and it turns out that yeah, he just got knocked on the noggin and lived with wolves for a couple months, and like now he's got wool, he's like ah, he's like kind of feral and shit. Yeah, I will be pissed off. That is not All what right. I wanted in this All movie. Right. I don't want like a Jack Nicholson wolf movie, which I never saw really. But. That movie is fucking weird. I don't know what that is. We Somebody tried to sneak chat. into it as kids, but then it we did, and it was very much an adult it's, werewolf yeah, movie. And we're like, I don't very know adult, is. and it's like I Jack at the end they just turn into wolves. Like not wolf men. Oh, oh weird. Spoilers oh, he was bitten by a wolf. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Great. Yeah. It's got some if I remember correctly, it's got some scenes in it, you know what I mean? Of the yeah. sexual variety. Oh no dear. Mm-hmm. Some, uh, former boss's daughter. At, and as increasingly animal like urges begun to overwhelm him, Randall worries that he might be a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Spoilers, he is. He turns into a wolf. <laughs> Um, okay, next little bit of information. Jude Law cast to play Captain Hook in a live action Peter Pan, which I guess we're getting that oh, I didn't okay. remember we were getting. So I think he could be fun. I yeah, think he he, I think he'll be a blast. Anytime you put Jude Law in it, it's gonna get points in my book where it's like, I'm interested in watching that. Yeah, but I feel like most need, of this stuff is good. Do we need another Peter Pan? I don't I think we like need we more live so action. So many. When's the last so time you had a Peter Pan? They just did a, a movie called Wendy uh, early last year that was Peter Pan from the perspective of Wendy. You know, the little girl. All right. Ask a question, get an answer. <laughs> and then they also did that the like, live-action stage one. Yeah, where they... yeah, that's not the same. That was Christopher Walken, right? It wasn't Christopher yeah, Walken. Captain Captain yeah. yeah. Peter. I... Oh, they just need to re-release Hook. I like, agree. Invest all the money and make it look like it's a new movie. Just wow. really okay. Just be you like, like yep, the George Lucas Star Wars cut. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm down for that. Uh, and then the la- one of the last things is Star Wars: The Bad Batch, not the Bad Bitch, which is what definitely what it looks like from the title. It does look like that. That's what I thought as well. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely thought that too. An all new animated series to debut on Disney Plus in 2021. I don't really know what it's about because I don't know about Star Wars things, and I don't. I'll just tell you right now. Care about Star Wars things. When you Google it. The logo looks it, dope. It looks, it looks really like the bad cool. bitch. Though, it looks like right? the bad bitch. Yeah, yeah that's what it I, does. When, I when, it, when it went through my Twitter feed. That's what I saw along with okay. everybody else. It it looks like it's about bad clones, like clones that weren't that that were defective. Follows the elite and experimental clones of the Bad Batch, first introduced in the Clone Wars, as they find their way in a rapidly changing galaxy in the immediate aftermath of the Clone Wars. Somewhere Clone Barrett Wars. is like rocking his head out right now. Just so mad that we don't know anything about this. Well, he, no, like, he's excited he this is happening. He's excited it's happening. Sorry, you cut out. I'm sh- yeah, I'm, I'm sure that he's excited this is happening. He is. The chat seems to be excited for it. More animated Star Wars is a big yes from yeah. Mono Monkey sixty four. Mono Monkey. Dude, the the logo stops. is is a good looking logo. Bad Hunter really like Elite Spec Ops unit of the clones introduced in the final season of Clone Wars, hoping it's a sequel to Clone Wars. Dope. Um, and then a couple things that we got trailers for this week um, and confirmed uh, seasons of Umbrella Academy season two coming out July thirty first. I'm still excitement levels. I'm mid to high. Where mid I liked the uh, Umbrella Academy season one, I thought it was mm-hmm. cool, a fun watch, and it definitely left me with like, oh, cool, I want to see where this journey continues. So that's exciting. I've thought about reading the comics, but it's totally different. Very, very different from from my understanding. Hmm. Yeah. 
It seems like that would be, if it's totally different, then it doesn't seem like necessary. Yeah, but like I like the idea of like a universe, like you know, some of the characters having some like I like reading something being like, oh, I could see where they like this thread led to this character being like this. Got it. Yeah. Um, and then the boy season two, we got a trailer. For yeah, this. cannot out wait. This trailer story. looks amazing. Oh my god. I'm stoked for this one. Yeah, I love season one of Boys so much. Um, I'm excited season. because it has the girl from You're the Worst is like the new hero, whatever. I don't know. I saw the little like trailer that they posted where she was like Instagram living on the set and everybody's like, who are you? And she's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm your new like teammate person. But nobody seems stoked on it. And I don't really know anything about the show, but maybe I'll watch it now because I really like her. Oh, did you not watch the first season? I did not. Joster. Is it worth watching? Yeah, I mean, it, hell yeah. It's, it's wild. It's a real wild show. It's super violent and, you know, perverse, but yeah, yeah. it's worth watching. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's really fucked up in, like, a really cool way of, like, they were like, hey, the hero genre, how do we flip it upside down and just go really dark? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really dark. Interesting. You love dark things, uh, Joey. I do. Uh, and then, did anybody watch Pen15? No. No, I heard really good things. People I were too. saying that like this show, um, because isn't it like a high school show? But like one of the characters is just like a full on adult pretending to be like her. It might be middle school. It's yeah, it's middle school. Um, so they so it's yeah. two comics that play <laughs> versions of themselves as teenage outcasts in year two thousand. Um, and then they are obviously surrounded by actual teenagers. <laughs> oh, that's there. funny. That's yeah. cute. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, I've heard it's really, really good. And where is it? What, where can you watch it? Hulu. Hulu? Okay. So now that it's gotten renewed for season two, I think I might watch it. Um, yeah, so you get I, I'm going to throw that on my, my list of things to watch potentially this week. I want to just start it and see what I feel. Because a lot like of best it. friends were recommending it uh, whenever we'd ask for recommendations. Yeah. So we get seven episodes in September for the first half of season two, and then we get seven more in 2021 for the hmm, second half. Okay. That's an interesting uh, and then, rollout. Real quick. I know. I, I kind of like that. Why would just call it season two and three? Well, no. I, I like that, that it's still season two, but they're just kind of making us wait versus a week-to-week -week rollout. I think this is kind of cool, just where it's like stretch out that content, especially if it's good. Give me seven episodes. I'll wait a little bit. Like, go the Rick and Morty route. You know? I don't watch Rick. So I don't know. What oh, you should. It's very good. I haven't watched it. I don't really like season. animated stuff, you know? You don't like um, Yeah, I don't like animated stuff for oh. the most part. Like adult animated sure. things. Um, and then to follow up things to be excited about, now we have things to be sad about. Oh, no. <laughs> Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is going to have its final season be its fourth season that's coming up, um, which I know a lot of people liked. Kevin, did you watch all of them or did you bail out? No, I bailed out, dude. Bailed out hard. The midway through season two, I was like, this show wants to go on forever. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. That I'm not about this life. It. Yeah. I just, I like midway through, it was just like, I, there's the, I'm not interested. I'm forcing myself to watch this show so that I can talk about it. So I stopped. Yeah. I didn't even make it through all the first season. Yeah. Greg, did you watch it? Kind of not really. Where Jen started watching it and yeah. she was telling me about it. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And then one day I came home and she was watching it. So I sat down and watched it with her and it turned out that was the finale of season one. And I was <laughs> like, oh, all right. Well, I guess I kind of watched this and then I never watched it. 
yeah. Um, what I like, I understand it's a sad thing when your show ends, but at least yeah. it's ending and it's announcing it's ending and it's no sending. I hate it when shows go on and on and on and on forever and then eventually you just get canceled and they're like, oh shit, we know this is going to be the end. Yeah. Uh, this is the ending. And at least it gives them like a season to like wrap up storylines and stuff like that instead of yeah. having loose ends tying into a fifth season that they never got. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Candyman is getting pushed three weeks to October 16th. That'll Do take care of coronavirus. Don't worry, everybody. We'll see. So weird to only push it three weeks. Well, it's just, it's interesting. I wonder how much money they're spending on, like, uh, promoting it. Because yeah. like, it, there's no way it hits October 16th, right? Like, that no. seems a little early Unless still. they do straight to, or video on demand. Maybe. But obviously, that's not what they're going with. Yeah. They're going for. Who's directing Candyman? Is that, um... I think it's Jordan Peele, right? Yeah. I, uh, let me let me double check. The trailer looks dope, and the cool use of Toxic by Britney Spears, I think. Um, I don't know. I'm excited to watch it, and I just hope that we eventually get it. Oh no, it's being directed by Nia DaCosta, mm. being produced by Jordan Peele. They just everybody needs to get it together and just admit that it's over, and that you're never going to make your money back at the movie theater anymore. So just start releasing everything for twenty bucks a pop on it. Twenty twenty is a bust. Just put it out. Just what you know what I mean. I should be watching. I should own Ghostbusters Afterlife right now. I should have that over there when I want to watch it. I don't. I, you know what I mean. What a dark timeline to live in. To know that <laughs> last Friday I was supposed to be watching Ghostbusters. We were I don't even remember. Nineteen eighty four Wonder Woman was supposed to have come out or is coming out. I don't fucking remember. But I should have that too. I should have it right there for twenty bucks. Instead, <laughs> you just keep putting things down the road. Guess what? It's never gonna happen. It's all fucked. Just give, give about- me the fucking movies. They're done. It's so dark. We're punting more things, so just hold on to that rage for one more second. Halloween kills and Halloween Halloween ends are getting pushed full years. I don't even know what those are. Uh, the new Halloween movies? Did you the watch Jamie the new Curtis? one? Yeah. Yeah, I watched the new one. I like that where she had the basement floor for him. Yeah. So Halloween kills is now coming out 2021. Halloween okay. ends the last one 2022. All right. Instead of a year earlier, which is... I mean, I, I mean whatever. I'm less upset about that. I don't have as much rage for that. I, I feel for you trying to film a thing right now. You know what I mean? We had a... Um, Bitsy from uh, Lois and or not Lois and Clark, uh, Superman and Lois on uh, We Have Cool Friends a couple weeks ago. Uh, she is Lois Lane in the CW universe, and it's that conversation with her of like, "Yep, yeah, well, I'm supposed to be uh, shooting my show. <laughs> Finally, oh, yeah. this you know big thing where I'm supposed to be Lois Lane in the Superman and Lois show, and uh, <laughs> we're hoping we're filming it. Hope it premieres next year. That's Nobody really point. knows what's going on. It's like I get that part of it. I yeah. saw that today there was news of. Uh, back to Batman, the Bat Re- Matt Reeves Bat- Batman movie uh, is getting ready to start filming in September, they say, but they're not doing location shoots anymore. I don't understand what the fuck that means because I talk about video games, but it seems like it's not. <laughs> they're trying to get back to work in some way to finish this fucking movie. Yeah. Bachelor just announced that they've like uh, figured out how to do their next season because normally they like travel all over the place. Sure. And yeah, think, yeah. But now they're just going to be at a resort in Palm Springs and shoot the whole thing there and they're renting out the entire thing. So they're just trying to t- take a page out of uh, that one show where they all fucked that we watched. On yes, Netflix. exactly. Yeah. Love, not Love Island. No, too not Love Island. I was to, Love is Blind. No, that wasn't too it. Hot to it kind of was. Too, too hot, hot to handle. handle yeah. Too um, cold, cold, the so yeah, that's the end of that segment. And now a word from our sponsors. 
Hey everybody, it's me, Greg Miller. I'm going to tell you about our sponsors. If you didn't know, this episode of the Kind of Funny Screencast is brought to you by Manscaped. Summer is in full action, and we are thankful for our sponsor today, Manscaped, for keeping us fresh. Sun's out, bum's out, and hopefully your pubes are not out. Manscaped offers all the right tools to keep your family jewels groomed and perfect, uh, just how you want them below the belt. Of course, you already know all about Manscaped because we talk about Manscaped all the time. I use it, Tim uses it, we've compared we look great. We both agree. Uh, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. They actually just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 or perfect package. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes slash-tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Uh, you're probably wearing flip-flops and people don't want to see those nasty unclipped toes of yours no one likes an ungroomed set of feet fingers and most importantly balls that's why manscape has forever changed the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0 the perfect package 3.0 kit comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0 water resistance cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine this is the best trimmer on the market for those in need of chest shave or a ball cleanup this third generation trimmer features skin safe technology to reduce manscaping accidents uh we've talked about this before too it's got this ceramic blade uh you use it and you don't nick or snag your nuts how do i know because i haven't nicked or snagged my nuts with it and i use it and I'm very happy with it. And you would be too, I think. Plus, it's a great gift to give out to people for those summer holidays we like to give things out. I believe a Memorial Day <laughs> gift is usually deserved, right, Kevin? <laughs> Labor Day, right? Oh, my goodness, ladies and gentlemen. Subscribe to the Perfect Package and you'll get a new blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months. For a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed travel bag a 39 dollars value and the patented high performance reduce chafing manscape boxer briefs get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code morning at manscape.com do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job that's manscape.com use the code morning thank you gregory you're welcome <clears throat> kevin what have you been watching so i saw some interesting stuff this week <laughs> the first one that I want to talk about is Jojo Rabbit. I love oh, this movie. Oh. Yeah, Paula was like, we had, I, she hadn't seen it, so she was like, "Hey, can we check this out?" And I was like, "Sure, let, let's give it, a, let's give it a watch." Maybe the first ten minutes in, she was like, "I don't know if I'm gonna be into this movie," and I'm like, "You gotta trust me, my dude. You're gonna my be dude. into this movie." And <laughs> she continued. I every once in a while depends on what we're we're talking about. You know what I mean? Sorry, I'm taking some notes. Um, but yeah, to cut like, out Paula. <laughs> in the post, where to cut out all the Paula references? <laughs> no, uh, a afterwards, like maybe like 15, 20 minutes in, she was like really, really invested. Like once the little kid throws the grenade, she was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> um, yeah, I, the movie is magic. I, I really, really enjoy this the, the movie, and I, I highly recommend to anyone who hasn't seen it and rewatching it for now like the second possibly third time it like stays special yeah um now for movies that i absolutely hated uh oh. the other day i watched a movie called an evening with beverly Laughlin. oh i've never even heard of you it. couldn't even pay me to watch that just based on the name <laughs> it came out i believe last year maybe 2018 thank you Brad. oh it's aubrey plot it has like a good cast it has a really aubrey good Plaza. cast Jermaine Clement, uh, who was in Flight of the Concords and 
what we do in the shadows. Yeah. The show, yeah. not the movie. Uh, Craig oh. Robinson, Emil Hirsch. And then Sounds the good. other guy from what we do in the shadows. Matt Barry? I don't know. British. Anyways, voice. what's it about and why does it suck? Uh, I mean, it's. Uh, did you ever watch the movie Art of Self Defense? Anybody no. here? No. It's in this like weird world where things are just awkward and people have like their their interactions are really really weird and uncomfortable. Uh, but in the movie, like the movie Art of Self Defense has this, like the world is kind of like that, but it works there. I felt like in this movie. It they their acting just wasn't there. I feel like it was a lot of fun for them to film it, where mm-hmm. like everyone involved is like a like they're, they're pretty well known actors that can be really goofy, but this movie just didn't have the right sort of magic to it. That's um, awesome. And it just kept going. It's way way too long, and I never do this, but at one point. We stopped watching, and I just jumped to the last like twenty minutes to be like, "What the hell? Where is this going? Like, what?" what and is it's it? only and it's... an hour and forty eight minutes. It's oh, not even really? like that long. I would have guessed it was two hours and twenty minutes. <laughs> Lulu uh, Danger's unhappy marriage takes a turn for the worse when a mysterious man from her past comes to town to perform. Mysterious. It's upsetting because, like, I like so many people in this. Like, Emil uh, Hirsch, right? The, the speed yeah. racer. He was great mm-hmm. in Speed Racer. Weird in this movie. And like these are the kind of actors that I feel like thrive in this weird thing. Uh what's his face um from the office? Which uh, one? Uh, the Craig guy. Robinson. Craig Robinson. He's great, but for most of this movie, he just grunts. Mm. That's weird. Yeah. And every time <laughs> anyone talks to him, he's just like mm. and I'm like, "What the hell is going mm-hmm. on?" Uh, and, uh, yeah, it doesn't pay off at the end. Do not waste like your time. <laughs> rare that we get a movie that Kevin hates. Yeah, it is. But I wanted to make sure that I brought it up to, to talk to everyone just as to a PSA. Because, like, the trailer, like, if you watch the trailer, you're like, oh, this is weird, but it looks like it might have that special kind of weird that is really funny. Instead, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It, it's got some phenomenally terrible acting, uh, and... A story that doesn't terrible to go anywhere. Yeah, they just have some characters that are like, why did they pick you? You know? Sure, it's sure. Just, like, you kind of get the feeling that they picked certain actors because they're like, oh, their line delivery is going to be funny because it's so awkward and bad, but it just doesn't ever go anywhere, which makes all those terrible moments like seem like that was a total waste of time. So, yeah. Now to more oh. stuff that I liked. Um, <laughs> I watched All Nighter. And What's that? I don't know what that is. So that's that, is. that that's part of our Nick list. It's it's a new segment we've been doing for the last uh what, several weeks. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to give it a rating, but I am going to say that I enjoyed it way more than I thought. It's basically about uh another Emil Hirsch movie. Yeah. yeah. J.K. Huh. Simmons and you. E- e- He's e- great. In this. J.K. Simmons, fantastic in this. J.K. Huh. Simmons is is awesome. Indeed. He plays. Um, so basically, it's about a girl introduces her boyfriend to dad. Cuts to six months later. Dad mm-hmm. goes to the boyfriend's house, knocks on the door, and is like, "Hey, um, like I, I haven't heard from my daughter in in like two weeks. Uh, do you know where she is?" And, and 
the kid's like, no, we broke up. And he's like, well, can you help me find her? And then they stay up all night trying to find her. Uh, this sounds but, great. Yeah, yeah it's on it, Amazon but Prime. it was really fun. And J.K. Simmons can do no wrong in my book. hundred so percent. Yeah. He's fantastic. He's very good. Um, I'm excited to watch it for yeah. Nicholas next week. I'm Nicholas is returning. By the way. What was that? I was just telling the folks watching, Nicholas will return next week with all of the things that we picked two weeks ago now. It's yeah. when Nick will be back after his surgery, right? Yeah. We don't talk about that, though. Sorry. Getting new knees. Robot knees. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be able to. He's gonna be able to kick really strong, like Batman. God, I Greg, hope they use could... that more. I know. Wow, they what don't. a great, what a great thing to focus on, Christopher Nolan. I'm sure this will come back to be very important. Oh no! Movie At over. no point did he kick Bane. Not once. No, 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 no. <laughs> Fuck that movie, God. No, come on, that movie's great. Fuck that movie, Kevin. All right. I guess. We'll Greg, what have watch. you been watching? Uh, i've been watching a lot of stuff no nobody cares anymore it's your you had your moment to shine but you put your hair up in a man bun so this is what you get now all right sit over there live your life it's it's very not it's very chilly today i'm hot no 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 no. i'm sorry having long hair is hot okay i'll give you it always it traps the heat ask joey she'll know look at her hair hair is up or down so we titled this best surprise movie of 2020 joey noel we did. And so we all came here with very similar answers, I think, in a lot of ways. So where would you like? Do you want me to start with Palm Springs or do you want me to start with the old guard? Let's start with Palm Springs. We watched Palm Springs last night, and that's a oh, hell of a fucking flick. It's so fun. Did what we all heck? do it by accident? Very low expectations. Yeah. So this is the new Andy Samberg Lo- Lonely Island thing. Uh, I think it was Friday. Uh, uh, Lucy uh, was like, oh, man, yeah, the new Lonely Island movie's out. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll get to it eventually or whatever. And then forgot all about it. Saw someone on my Twitter feed, and this is not a spoiler because this whole setup of the fucking movie on my Twitter feed say, I'm glad to see Palm Springs happens in the Groundhog Day universe. And I was like, <laughs> you have my interest. What are you talking about? And so started it last night with Jen knowing nothing other than that. And so when Andy Samberg came on, or actually when it said Lonely Classics, I was like, ah, is that, I see where we're at. All right, this is going to be a weird movie. And mm-hmm. it was, but it wasn't like the super weird pop star kind of movie thing right it was like hey we're it's we're doing a modern groundhog's day kind of thing here but with a really interesting twist of uh you know andy sandberg is living the same uh, day over and over and over again and has for years and this on this one day he brings this girl through who i i've seen in a bunch of stuff she's the mother right that who from yeah, how i met your mother, mother. Right. she's in an episode of black mirror yeah Kristen uh, milati uh he brings her uh, she actually follows him through the event you know the MacGuffin or whatever and then she starts living the same day over with him and they are both aware of it and they remember everything and that's a really interesting twist on it where I think for me personally when you when you know watching Groundhog Day as a kid or whatever you're like oh whatever that's funny and cool and then you watch as an adult and really get like Phil uh, you know Bill Murray's character uh, Phil right uh his complete loss of ambition and how this is a living hell and it's a purgatory and shit like that and you we meet andy in that state already even though he's got a different more positive outlook on it in terms of just like i just don't care whatever this is life uh and then the idea of engaging with someone in that is super cool jk simmons is in it he's fucking awesome in it was so good (laughs) roy was so good right and it just it was funny but endearing and interesting and it had twists i didn't expect and i fucking i came in knowing nothing and totally loved it yeah i remember watching the trailer earlier i don't know weeks or months ago time's weird and being like oh this looks really fun and then totally forgetting about it until people were talking about it this weekend i see people in the chat this is a hulu show so or a movie hulu movie you get a hulu hulu um 
Yeah. And it's like not overly long. It's like it doesn't drag or like there's some slower parts, but I think. Overall- yeah, there's pacing to it, though. It's not, I, I was never yeah, yeah. bored at all. And I it, they did a lot of, like I said, really interesting stuff in it. Uh, Superman himself, Tyler Hawkins in the movie. So you got to like yeah. it right there. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Kevin, um, did you watch it? Yeah, I uh, last night Paul was like, hey, everyone's talking about this. And I was like, who's talking about this? And she was like, everybody. So we watched it. And what a fun decision that was. I feel yeah. like I, I didn't expect it to be anywhere as good as it was. Like, I was super impressed by the whole cast. Andy Sandberg, like, I think he's a decent actor most times. Like, he's fine. Not super notable, but I felt like he did such a good job conveying the different stages of like, like where his mind was in this, you know, like you saw him go from like, yeah, life has no meaning. Everything is just fun to like, oh, hey, suddenly maybe I can enjoy this life some way to like just full on depressed. And um, also the, the, what's her name? Christine. uh, Christine Milioti. She like I've seen her before in a bunch of stuff, but again, she's never been a standout character, and I felt like her portrayal of this character was really well done. Nuance and, too, yeah. Like there was a lot to her, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. That was what was interesting of it, of especially her motivations to not live the same day over and over were really interesting. Because in general, you'd be like, "Yeah, this sucks," but then to see it from two different sides and what her motivations were, I thought were really, really well done in terms of yeah, why you'd have to go do this. I yeah. also feel and like. I think, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, J.K. Simmons was so good. And- Such a standout. Like he, I'm the, I'm the same way with him, where he can do no wrong. Like I yeah, love him yeah. in everything I ever see him in. In the fact that he can, in this one role, in this one movie, go from being so fucking intimidating to just being like the coolest dad that you'd want to hang out with and have a beer yeah. with and whatever. It's like, <laughs> fuck, dude, you're talented. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. uh, and there was a moment at the end where I was like, "What about Roy?" Yeah. And uh, yeah. I'm like, I just feel like this. You caught the mid-credit scene, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I, and that, was, that was my thing too. Like, I was like, "Wait, but what? What about? Why wouldn't you? What?" And then they they answer it yep. right. The one and, question and I had of them getting out of it, they answer. Like, fuck, that's great. So I, I thought this movie in in like just comedy seriousness, everything it nailed. I like was like, "Wow, this is a ten out of ten movie." By the end, and that that moment, the mid-credit scenes pushed it to like, this is just one of the best like I, this might become one of my favorite movies just because like oh. i enjoyed it that much yeah yeah i love it yeah. yeah they have really fun chemistry which i wasn't really expecting because i would never would have put them together in my head yeah. um but i like them a lot together and like like you said we've seen this in groundhog's day we've seen this in happy death day to you but yep. the fact that we're now seeing two people do it together yep. makes it a lot and that's what Pressure? I was thinking about. Like, yeah. I remember, you know, I, happy death day to happy death day and then happy death day to you. Right. Like two fucking awesome movies. And I remember when watching it the first time being like, oh, it's Groundhog Day, but they're trying to kill you. That's a cool twist. And then they reference Groundhog Day at the end of it. You're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> but like the fact that that movie, they took something we already knew and loved and made it into this like murder mystery. Then the second one is like completely fucking off the wall weird. And they but they even iterate on their own thing. And then, yeah, yeah for Palm Springs to come out and really iterate on it of like, well, what if you had a partner with you? And like, what if you, you know, were going through this? And then what would be the questions and the uh, things that rise? And like, like it's they do such a good job. And I don't want to spoil the movie because I want you to go see it. But like of really playing with 
the realities and fears I think you have of relationships. I'm not even talking about romantic relationships, just people in your life relationships, right? And like, yeah, when you say something, you can't necessarily take back and what those would be. And like, you feel for Andy's character throughout this thing, even though he's an asshole and he's lost, but he is also somebody who's been put into this unbelievable situation, right? Of like how this is going on. I thought it was brilliant also to um, have us come in with uh, the, the, the girl who everything was new for her, but Andy yeah. Sandberg had already gone through it. Like he says right. thousands of times. Right. So, like, and that was, that was totally one of the things I thought was great for me coming in, not knowing anything about it. And it's, we're spoiling this part for you. Sorry. But like when you see, yeah, the first day, like her first day or whatever, when her, she's living a normal day for her, but you see Andy's perspective on it and they don't, you would think I was watching it being like, Oh, he's just a really eccentric dude, I guess. Like, why is yeah. he? And then, it, and I, it never dawned on me that he had already been there. Right. And so then once you find out that he's been there forever, you're like, Oh, that's why this, that, and the other made so much more. I, and they didn't seem nonsensical, but they didn't seem to make sense at the time. They did a really good job of playing with your expectations. I thought, uh, so that, that I would say, obviously it, it, on a normal day, I would tell you right there, biggest surprise movie for me of 2020, but oh. I had two huge surprises, not even knowing this was going to be the topic. Two huge surprises last night of in the same vein on Friday when Lucy said that movie. Jen was like, I also see people talking about the old guard all the time. Do you want to watch that? And I was the like, the other one I saw everybody talking about this weekend. We I was also like, almost watched it. I was like, whatever, I don't know, blah, blah. And I we did it. Yesterday we watched Old Guard, and then we were like, holy shit, that was awesome. Let's watch another movie and ran into Palm Springs. Probably the best movie night watching of 2020. <laughs> maybe my life. Wait, sorry, uh, Old but, Guard is a movie, not a show. Yeah, Old Guard is a is a movie Netflix, over on right? Netflix. Yeah, Damn. Yeah, exactly. We yeah. almost watched it and we didn't watch it because I thought it was a show. And I was like, I don't really no. want to start a show. No, no, just one movie, two hours, five minutes. Uh, it's based on the Greg Rucka comic book. Uh, and yeah, I came in knowing nothing about it other than the premise I'll tell you now, of course, is that uh, these are immortals. There's a this team, you know, Charlize Theron is this leader of a team of immortal people, right? And like, what are you going to do with that? And so the idea here is that she's a team, there's this team of uh, four people, right? Off the top of my head, they add a fifth during the movie um and yeah they are basically wolverine without the adamantium so they feel pain they can they can you know they get shot in the head like wolverine and x2 and go down but then they push the bullet back out and come back to life do they still have their memories yep yep they have all their memories none of that stuff none of that stuff has to no adamantium bullet in there to erase their mind which makes no fucking sense but i digress um no this one in fact is just because it's the same kind of metal it's breaking through but why would that erase his fucking mind? Because How does he want to... your memories, like your the but way memories oh, work. All right. Anyways, we're not doing this right now. Every, you can right. go watch X Men in review to That's watch and argue fault. about this. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, Charlize Theron's got this uh, covert ops team or whatever. Uh, she's been off for like a year, maybe a little bit more. I think she comes back for one last job, but it turns out, of course, they're trying to capture these people and do all this different stuff to them. And there's like, you know, a, a Mark Zuckerberg kind of guy who wants to get his hands on these people to, you know, cure cancer and do all this stuff, but also have a bunch of immortal lab rats in his uh, thing forever that he can, you know, torture and do whatever he needs to. And so it's this team here of immortals. Right. And then in the same breath, this, uh, Marine, uh, it, it, it discovers that she's one of them and they find out that she's one of them. They get her, they bring her on the team They're bring her up to speed us, you know, up to speed. And it was that thing of, we had to keep pausing last night cause we're, we were doing laundry. If you look at my back autumn in there, still in the middle of doing laundry as most people huh? are in quarantine. Uh, and it was 
okay, cool. We we paused, and I forget. Like on the second pause, I was like, "Holy shit, this movie's great." She's like, "Yeah," but it's re- my Jen was like, "This has got to be a comic book, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, right." That's what. And I as soon as I saw Greg Rock attached, I was like, "Oh, it is for sure." Uh, and yeah, it is a comic book, but it it is a comic book movie uh, that is done really really well. I think uh, the action's really great. Like you know, they, it's not John Wick, but like John Wick in terms of like Charlize Theron's kicking ass. She's fucking awesome. Like you know what I mean? I can't remember last time. And I grant that I don't watch that many movies, but the last time I saw her in something where I was like, mm, doesn't work for me. Like she's badass here. Uh, she's empathetic here. Uh, she's vulnerable here. Like she does a whole bunch of different stuff. And obviously dude, what I love of talking about how long these people have been alive and having flashbacks to what's come before and having characters sprinkled in that aren't part of the story anymore that have been, you know, came into their lives and went out of their lives as immortals or whatever. Uh, it's really interesting. And so the, the uh, crux to all this is that, you actually they introduce this that you know even though they're immortal they're not really immortal like eventually it does wear off eventually you're gonna get nicked and it's not gonna heal right away and then you have to deal with that kind of thing and then you're back to being human so like obviously that's gonna be an important plot point as you go forward in this movie um great stuff though like super super fun again super interesting it was one of those that they introduce it it ends on a cliffhanger not for like the main story they ended in a cliffhanger sense of like comic books like how it would be on the end of a page before the next issue or the next arc and i'm so fucking hopeful they make a, a, a sequel to it because it is mm. like the you'll understand when you see it and i won't ruin it but even before that even before the cliffhanger that story thread that they'd introduced is what i was thinking about last night in bed as i was drifting off of like how fucking horrific that would be <laughs> and like what would you do kind of thing and da 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 it's like it was really really well done it was a super fun action comic book movie Mm. I'm adding it to the list. Yeah, I'm also adding it to my list. Good. Don't let Nick add it to his list. Don't tell him. Okay. We won't add it to Nick's list. No, but Nick's list is actually kind of cool and it might be a good (laughs) place to put it. It might be a Nick's list thing. Um, Let's see. Okay. So I watch a few things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Last week, we got the Babysitter's Club series on. Yes, I've seen a lot of people talking about this too. (laughs) It's so good. Really? Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's so much nostalgia for me attached to it because I loved the babysitters club books growing up. Like I had billions of them and like maybe are still in boxes at my parents' house. Who knows? <laughs> um, but I loved those stories and like even the movie that came out in like the nineties with like Schuler Fisk and like all these random, like Rachel Lee cook, like all these random nineties actresses. I love that too. Um, but they did a really good job of turning it into a series with like the same kind of like base storylines from the books, but making it like really modern and um, applicable for like a 2020 kids audience. And so like, it was, it was a very easy thing to like speed through. Cause it's just like what eight 30 minute episodes, not even. Um, so it was really fun and like a little fun trip down memory lane. Is the writing particularly great? No, but like for a kid show that like, I don't know, like middle school girls, would be into if you like books i think it's totally worth watching or if you want a little memory lane trip totally into it um and then the thing that i was obsessed with this week that i stayed up till 2 a.m watching on thursday night was love life on hbo max what is that so it is an anthology series on hbo max um each season's gonna focus on somebody different but this first season is anna kendrick um so it's her character darby um, and I think it's eight episodes, 10 episodes, and each one focuses on a different relationship in her life with like a little bit of time jumping, but it's all like pretty sequential for the most part. Okay. Um, so you meet her like, I think it's like post-college, she's in New York. She's working at um, like as a 
she wants to be like a museum curator. Um, and so she just like kind of lives her life. And then you see her like trying to find like the love of her life and dating all these people and kind of how that plays into uh, like her life and insecurities. It's like all that kind of just relationships, relationship stuff of like your twenties and thirties. Really good. I loved it. Um, okay. I think I've, I, I've seen it every time I turn on HBO max and I love Anna Kendrick, but I just haven't had that. I want to take the plunge thing. Yeah. And it's short 30 minute episodes. So you could just like okay. watch a couple of them and bounce, which I really like. Um, yeah, I really, really liked it. And I mean, it, it was kind of billed as like, yeah, of course it's like this. This is a Joey show for sure. But I didn't expect <laughs> to want to watch all of it in one day. Um, and like some really cool like actor people in it. Um, everybody in it is really good, even though there's like a lot of people that I was like, I have no idea who you um, who you are, but I love you now. Um, who's... Oh, Scoot McNary is one of the guys in it, which I feel like we Nick say talks that about name all the a time. lot. I know. Um, and then another guy that was in something great, which is like a Netflix movie. Anyways, super good. If you're looking for something lighthearted, but like a little bit gut wrenching at very small moments throughout the show, I highly recommend it. <laughs> if you want to have your heart broken along with Anna Kendrick's character, come on yeah. this way. It feels a lot like. Um, uh, modern love a little bit if you watch that on amazon prime which is based on a new york times podcast really oh it's another like anthology one but each episode is I watched the first episode. standalone yeah it has that vibe oh that's oh, also it, where her yeah uh christina miltick yeah palm springs uh, yeah, yeah palm springs lady i thought it was Kristen. was it christine yeah you're right it's okay. <laughs> i'm bad at names uh joey i just remembered yeah. i watched one more movie gun akimbo okay. oh we wanted to go see that in theaters and we then did. did it worked out it, <laughs> was <that> great? Not, <laughs> it was not that great and it, i really feel like its biggest problem is the main antagonist it, it harry was, potter uh, no, oh, no. Harry Potter. Protagonist. Uh, like the guy like that that is making this show happen is not great. Uh -huh. Like just the uh -huh. after like really overacts. I, mean, I think it might have been the direction and a lot of the dialogue in the movie. Like they have really dumb campy jokes, which I feel like for the most part, uh, Samara Weaving, who plays. Oh, love her. Yeah, she's phenomenal uh, and she continues to be good in this. Um, but like, yeah, she has all these really dumb like one one liners that. Uh, if the movie was just a little bit better, would hit, I think, harder. Like, they, they should have gone, looked at the script, and be like, let's take half of these little dumb jokes out. And, like, mm -hmm. they would have had something really solid. But um, it's a cool concept. I just think the execution was very okay. It's a mediocre movie that, like, if you really have nothing else to do, it's not bad to watch. But, like, it's not, like, something I would be like, oh, go run and watch it now, like Palm Springs is. Hmm. Okay. Thanks for that. Everybody, thank you for watching Screencast. Greg, Kevin, thanks for hanging out with me. Mm -hmm. um, we'll be back next week to talk about The Nicholas, so you have more time to watch All Nighter, Hunt for the Wilder People, or People Eurovision, and uh, Just Mercy. We'll be back next Thursday, maybe? I don't know how to I, I don't know how to outro the show. Yeah, I, like, we just practice pretend that it goes out Thursday at, at, uh, after Games Daily. Okay, perfect. So until then... Is it Thursday? Well, it yeah, used to be Friday. 
We don't have but to then we have in review on Fridays, so we usually right. do it on Thursdays. Right. Fine. Anyways. Tomorrow's Friday. Awesome. Oh. oh, I see. You're saying it's today, Thursday. <laughs> no, tomorrow, unfortunately, uh, is Tuesday. Uh, go watch Palm Springs. It's Monday, guys. Go it's watch it. It's Monday. <laughs> Bye. I'm editing the show. <laughs>